Welcome to Gag Me with the Chainsaw, a horror podcast about 80s slashers. I'm Corey. And I'm Sarah. And we love scary movies. And we love, love. Uh, we do. <laughs> it's that time of year. Yeah. For we're Valentine's s- Day, we're having a threesome. <laughs> Our good oh. friend Ashley is here. Is Ashley? this what that was? <laughs> I was I, I was I was so shocked when you said threesome and I was like, okay, she got my text. I was glad she's down for it. <laughs> yeah. It's a special evening. <laughs> it is. We lit the candles. We've got the sparkling wine on ice. We're all wearing our satin teddies. <laughs> our 80s teddies. Yep. <laughs> Hi, Ash. Hey, How are you? Are you feeling romantic? You know what? I wasn't, and then I saw you guys, and I was like, whoa. I'm glad we're on Zoom. <laughs> I wouldn't be able yeah. to keep my hands off of you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, since it is almost Valentine's Day, Cupid's birthday, uh, <laughs> what are some of your guys' other turn-ons besides blood and guts? Uh, horror movies. I said besides that. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Long Walks on the Beach? That's pretty good. Yeah. I- I'm, um... I definitely like some flowers, mm-hmm. uh, some candles... Not so much a stuffed animal. No. I don't think anybody wants that over the age of You know, I feel like I see too many people that do. And no offense to you if you're listening and you're a stuffed animal and you're a house person, but I feel like they just collect dust. Oh, I put all mine away before I came on. (laughs) I put them all away. You cleared the bed. I did. (laughs) I didn't want them to be in my background and be judged. (laughs) All your Beanie Baby collection. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, Corey, flowers, candles. Yeah. Dark chalk, dark chalk wax. Hot. Ah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Only when she's listening to Ricky Martin. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, Latin invasion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Ash, what about you? I didn't know we were giving real responses. Um, it's I really... whatever response you want <laughs> to people. As a kid, I really loved this holiday. I really did. Um, I loved getting, you make the little box at school and people fill it with um, the cards and the candy. Mm -hmm. Um, But as an adult, I got kind of away from that. Um, We just buy pizza every Valentine's Day. So pizza is your turn on. Pizza, yes. You like some greasy fingers and pepperoni. Everything slides a little bit easier. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) We do the uh, Valentine's Day pizza, too. Yeah? Mm-hmm. We don't get it in a shape, though. Takes oh, we too do. Long. We get yeah. the heart-shaped pizza from P-Murphs. Mm-hmm. P-Murphs. Mm. Um, I always thought Valentine's Day was, like, kind of a pretty dumb holiday. Um, but Jason and I went on our first date on Valentine's Day. We said, let's risk it. Make it weird. <laughs> so. And then, and then he like, said. You stayed weird since. Go ahead, Corey. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, oh, man. Oh, oh, after your date, you're going to say, this is so dumb. <laughs> like, I hate Valentine's Day. And I hate you. Our first date was on Valentine's Day, and our first I love you was on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> you guys are festive as fuck. I know, dude. It's because I was drunk on St. Patrick's Day. 
and we were in the Taco Bell parking lot. <laughs> the like kind of bad Taco Bell downtown, not the one in the middle of downtown, the one that's like on the edge of downtown. Mm. What so, was your order? Probably a Mexican pizza. Yeah. I mean, if I have to guess, that's what I always get. Or what I always did get. Did. I'm going to start ranting. Did. I'm going to start ranting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, what about like good horror movies for Valentine's Day? Ghost. Oh, that's, <laughs> you know what? That's a good answer. I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, it's not a horror movie, but it has ghosts in it. So yeah. why not? I love that movie. Dude, I fucking cry every time. And then I'm like, Jason, would you slip through the veil of the <laughs> underworld to communicate with me with a penny? And he's like, yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got one, Corey? Uh, yeah, I like The Love Witch. I think that's really good oh, for yeah. Valentine's Day. And also uh, the horror comedy Love at First Bite. Well, I've never seen that. that. Does it have Leslie Nielsen? No, it's. I don't think it's him. It's it's another guy. Is it uh uh George Hamilton? Yes. Yeah, that's a funny one. Yeah, I would say Bram Stoker's Dracula because that's all I ever say about <laughs> romantic horror movies. It's so sexy. Ugh, I'm swooning just thinking about it. <laughs> I think that's a good one to watch. It doesn't take much for you to swoon. So really, where is the scale of swooning for Sarah? Uh, the Bram Stoker's Dracula is a high, high level. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is this movie a good Valentine's Day movie? I think so. I'd say yes. Ash? Not because it's romantic. No. <laughs> Decor-wise, yes, but you already know what I think. <laughs> okay, well, we can work it out. Okay. Our movie is My Bloody Valentine from 1981. Yeah. Uh, two of the producers said that the film's origin came about when they wanted to find a holiday that didn't have a slasher film yet, and they settled on Valentine's Day. And in order to keep the idea from being copied, they made the film's working title The Secret even though they had the title in mind the whole time. Pretty tricky. <laughs> so we picked this movie because we're just like some real seasonal type bitches. Like, we love love. We love Cupid cutouts. <laughs> you love a Cupid cutout. <laughs> <laughs> and also like i think ash you mentioned this movie and we were like well let's bring ashley on to talk about it i had different eyes when i watched it the first time they were well, inebriated eyes you were talking about a completely different movie too right no 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 even when i had watched the slasher of valentine's day i knew what it was but i still Anytime I see the cover, I still get it confused with the 2009 Valentine. Or is it 2001? I can't remember. I feel like. I don't know. I just know it's not 80s. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know why you thought we were doing that. I don't know. I don't know. But I knew what we were watching, but it's also I didn't because I'm so struck with love. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like there was some things that that movie got from this movie. As far as like the actual Valentines people are receiving. 
Maybe your greasy little pepperoni fingers slipped on the remote. <laughs> I was like, whoa, where am I? Pressed the wrong movie. <laughs> okay. This movie was directed by George Mahalka. He mostly directed TV after this, but he did do another horror movie called Eternal Evil. I haven't seen it. Have you, Corey? No. Me neither. It stars Paul Kelman as TJ. He was only in a handful of other things, including a movie called Caged Men. I only quickly looked into that movie, and it appears to be exactly what you'd think it would be. <laughs> uh, Laurie Hallier as Sarah. She's still working, so that's great. She did mostly TV, too, including an episode of Matlock. And, like, a big hell yeah for Matlock. <laughs> we didn't have cable when I was a kid, so during the summer... The double bill of Matlock and In the Heat of the Night at noon and one o'clock. <laughs> that was my lunchtime. Nice. Uh, Neil Affleck, no relation, as Axel. What, Ash? I, I had that same thing written down. Neil Affleck, <laughs> no relation. No relation. <laughs> he kept acting, but he also worked in the animation department on The Simpsons. Ooh. And he directed seven episodes. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, notably, Viva Ned Flanders, the episode where Homer and Ned accidentally marry cocktail waitresses in Vegas. And Take My Wife, Sleaze, a pretty funny episode that has a biker gang called The Hell's Satans out of Bakersfield. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so I was like, oh, that's a fun coincidence. Uh, Cynthia Dale as Patty. She did a lot of random TV shows and small parts, but she was in Moonstruck. Uh, I, I spent way too long running down her character. She played John Mahoney's second date that throws a drink on him. The one that Olympia Dukakis witnesses before they go on their little evening stroll. And he says the fucking most fucked up line after she throws the drink and leaves. He says to the rest of the restaurant, Oh, sorry about her. She's a very pretty mental patient, even though he's the one being a total pig. It just gets me real mad. A lot of emotions when I watch Moonstruck. Uh, Keith Knight as Hollis. He was also in Meatballs and Class of 1984. He did a lot of voice work. Uh, nobody freak out about this, but he was in the busy world of Richard's scary TV show as Lowly Worm. Wow. Yeah. Superstar. I know. <laughs> this fool's driving around in a dragula shape like an apple. <laughs> He's the main character. Yeah. I went and pulled up an episode like to listen and I was like, holy cow. <laughs> That's huge. Cute. Yep. And Don Franks as chief newbie, uh, per IMDB, a man who has many irons in the entertainment fire. Here's suitly handsome Canadian actor, vocalist, and jazz musician Don Franks, also known as Iron Buffalo, was born Donald Harvey Franks in Vancouver, British Columbia. One can, with confidence, add drummer, poet, motorcyclist, author, and peace activist to his many lists of accomplishments. Uh, so his other credits are really irrelevant, except he was in heavy metal. Are you guys familiar with heavy metal? No. It's a like pretty iconic uh dark fantasy slash horror slash oh. sci-fi erotica animated anthology movie. I can picture the cover. Hell yeah, you can picture the cover. <laughs> <laughs>
So, I mean, not like a stacked cast, but they did some cool stuff. Yeah. And uh, I, felt, I felt like the acting was pretty good. It wasn't like totally. amazing, but it wasn't yeah. distracting at any point either. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like nothing beats that lowly worm thing. <laughs> like that, well, The Simpsons, but lowly worm, close yeah. second. <laughs> so let's get into it, you guys. Let's do it. Uh, there are a lot of different dudes in this cast. Should we rate them now? So everyone can easily picture them? Sure. All right, let's start with TJ. I thought TJ was cute. He was the cutest one to me. I thought he was cute, too. TJ is cute. He's like, um, kind of like dark curly hair, Mm -hmm. right? Sort of brooding. Yeah. Preferably not blonde. Well... That's that's your pick, then. That's your guy. <laughs> and then we've got Axel. He kind of looks like a young Matthew Modine, Treat Williams type of guy. Like, I was racking my brain trying to think of Matthew Modine's name. I was up in the middle of the night trying to figure it out. But um, at first I was like, ugh, I am not into this guy. But on my second viewing, I was like, he's kind of cute. Sarah, uh, now. I'm neutral toward Axel. Sure. <laughs> He's got like he's like kind of pretty tall. He's got a like yeah. pretty decent bod. Yeah, that's your like your standard for it. You're like he's tall. I don't care. <laughs> well, I'm fat, so I always feel like I have to have a tall boyfriend, like to balance things out. I don't know. What, it wasn't his blonde hair. <laughs> no, I don't really. Blonde men don't really do it for me. Apologies again if you're a blonde man with stuffed animals in your house yeah sorry brad pitt (laughs) yeah (laughs) not even really like that kind of blonde but he's like got such light blonde hair i don't know like shouldn't you grow out of that yeah quit being (laughs) such a toe head little children little children of the corn ass village of the damned oh right village of the damned my bad we'll edit it (laughs) and then we've got hollis aka john candy jr yeah. Right? He, to me, he looked like MCA from Beastie Boys, only not as cute. I, oh, wait. No, no, no. I'm thinking of Howard. Howard. You're thinking I'm of thinking Howard. of Howard. Sorry. Yeah. I was like, okay, maybe if he wasn't <laughs> fat. I, I just wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> You're all, yeah, I see that. Yeah, Corey. <laughs> um, Hollis is like sometimes a fat man in particular will do like novelty dressing. Right, where they like dress like kind of silly, and I'm like, "What are you doing, man? We gotta be dignified." <laughs> <laughs> he had a kind of silly mustache too, so yeah. Like I, I thought it looked bar. good though. I thought it looked good though. Yeah, <laughs> at first I was like, "I am not into this," and then partway through the movie, I was like, <laughs> "What happened to you?" Partway through the movie, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you get like... turned real easily, real fast. <laughs> I'll no. I'll I explain it when we get there. I'll, I'll explain like what happened. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't now, trust your opinion now. But he seemed like a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like really capable. <laughs> like this guy that. has potential. How could he be mine? Is <laughs> what, what you thought halfway through the movie. <laughs> yep. Okay, and now we get to Howard, who's like the kind of class clown. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. What did you say about him? He looks like MCA from the Beastie Boys. I, now I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I have nothing else to add on Howard. His comedy is so 
uh, rankled me so much that I was like, I can't stand this man. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of characters like that in these movies. And oh, I, I know. Felt like at least he kind of felt real. Like he was a dork, but he seemed like he would actually hang out with them. Yeah. So. Yeah, I want to know what his job is at their very dangerous job because I wouldn't <laughs> trust him to yeah. do shit. Okay, so that's it, I think, for the dudes. There's, the, the cast is so sprawling that, like, sometimes characters would peel off and I'd be like, I don't even fucking know their name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, those are, like, the main people that we hang out with. And then there's, like, their corresponding girls, except for Howard, who doesn't have a girlfriend because he stinks. Uh, The director stated many times that roughly 90 minutes of footage had been cut from the movie to secure an R rating instead of an X rating. So most, if not all, the gory scenes had been cut. And it was because of the backlash against Friday the 13th and people were feeling a way about John Lennon's murder. (laughs) That is, like, so silly to me, right? Yeah, yeah, I accidentally, on this rewatch, accidentally watched the edited version. I thought you were going to say you accidentally murdered Paul McCartney. (laughs) I thought she was going to say, I listened to the Beatles. I'm like, now? (laughs) (laughs) No, but it was really obvious because I was watching it and I was like, wait. Like, it made the editing really awkward in some scenes. And it's just, I've seen so many of these movies. I was like, there's no way they wouldn't show that part. So I figured it out and went and watched the regular version or the restored version. A restored version came out in 2009. And so, like, all the restored scenes look different from the rest of the movie. They're real grainy and retro. I don't mind it. I think it looks kind of cool. Yeah. Like, it's almost like you're in a different, like, moment when Mm -hmm. they happen. Yeah. You're like, get ready for this. Yeah. It's about to get graphic. Yeah. Uh, it's still missing a couple on-screen impalements and some expository footage, but it's about 85% of the way to what it was supposed to be. So the restored version is the one we watched. Um, most of us. Ash. Not I. <laughs> I was, not for my Christian eyes. I put on <laughs> edited version. <laughs> we used to know this family that the dad would... They were so religious. We could hardly watch any movies over there except for Rudy was one of the ones that we could watch. Except there was one scene where somebody says, damn, and the dad would always rush in and mute the TV really fast. (laughs) And I was like, I'm 15. (laughs) And knowing you, Sarah, it just made you say it more. You're all, damn, damn, damn. I was like, I got to find out what that word is. (laughs) What does it mean? (laughs) I want to say it. Okay, let's start the show. So, our movie opens inside a mine shaft. We see two miners walking through the tunnels in full gear, coveralls, respirators, helmets, goggles, the whole outfit. Right away, I can tell that this is not the job for me. (laughs) (laughs) It seems pretty dirty. Um, The miners stop in a room. It's like these little outlets that are off the tunnels. And one of them starts to disrobe. Guess what? Equal rights. (laughs) Because one of these bros is, in fact, a chick. And immediately, this movie is, like, challenging our perceptions. They said, bet you thought these were both men. Wrong. (laughs) She unzips her coveralls to reveal a bra and a titty tattoo. And then takes off her helmet to shake out her beautifully cascading blonde hair that is not in a bun or anything. <laughs> just shoved up in that helmet. 
the other minor of now unknown gender because we learned our lesson the first time <laughs> is super into it, like grabs her and swings a pickaxe into a wall behind her. The female minor, it's minor with an ER, <laughs> continues to take off her gear. She tries to remove her coworker's mask. He says no. So she fondles the respirator tube. She's like, ooh, like stroking this elephant trunk. <laughs> and while she performs a stroke. I thought the same thing. I was like, how, how are they going to make this sexy? They did it. They did. They did. <laughs> uh, while she performs her strip tease, the miner is like grabbing her titty and then pushes her onto the pickaxe behind her, running her right through her really poorly drawn on tattoo. <laughs> we just did not have the technology yet to make them look like they were not drawn on with a crayon. Yeah, at first I was like, is that even supposed to be a tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> like she just got a little something on her. Yeah, maybe like a little, uh, little schmutz, a little painting, <laughs> makeup. Yeah, they had somebody come for the holiday and do face paint. And she was like the provocative coworker. And she was like, how about a little heart right here? <laughs> Everybody else has got kitty whiskers. And they were like, whoa. <laughs> so we zoom into the darkness of her open screaming mouth. And we get the movie title, My Bloody Valentine. Well, how would you describe this font, Corey? It was just kind of all caps, kind of curvy, and then the O's are hearts dripping it's like a with real blood. 70s kind of like bloody, or not bloody, but like a real 70s like curvy, like bubble letters almost, right? Bubble letters? Well, well you know, there was, that, letters. there was that font back then that was like kind of curvy and round. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, uh, it, it, it is real curvy looking, almost yeah. like a script. Yeah. Just say yeah. curvy one more time and see if we all get it. <laughs> curvy (laughs) I I get it (laughs) so yeah there's two hearts for the O's and the word bloody it's like really on the nose so then we come back to the movie it's Thursday February 12th on the screen we're in Valentine's Bluffs a Canadian mining town we're back down in the mines and our main group of guys is riding their little mining roller coaster back to the top at the end of their day. They talk about a methane leak and I honestly could not remember if this was crucial for later or not. Could just be shop talk. They hit the showers and these motherfuckers have big, big touring company of the best little whorehouse in Texas energy. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> love them. They are like literally whooping it up and saying yeehaw in the showers. <laughs> yeah. Fun fun fact about the filming of this, uh, it was actually cold water and they were actually naked. They were naked. Ooh. Well, we, need, go ahead. We, didn't, go ahead. we didn't get a pan down though. No, but <laughs> they were complimenting each other's dick sizes, so <laughs> we can assume. One of them, I think it's Howard, says to somebody else, well, what do you do with that thing other than throw it over your shoulder and burp it? <laughs> so whoa. Goo goo gaga. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like really having a good hang sesh, fucking hanging their big dicks or whatever. <laughs> they they were hooting and hollering so hard about Valentine's Day that I was like, I've never seen a group of people this excited. And then I was like, Oh, they live in fucking Valentine Bluffs. Like I just, I <laughs> they were like that. shampooing <laughs> so vigorously, and they were like, We gotta get out of here for Valentine's Day. But it's not Valentine's Day for two more fucking days. 
<laughs> we find out about a potentially explosive love triangle now that one of the miners, TJ, is back in town. His ex, Sarah, is involved with another member of the crew, Axel. TJ says, it's no skin off his nose. And these men are like, last one to the bar is a rotten egg. <laughs> and then, and then they t- <laughs> take off fucking boot scooting out to the parking lot. <laughs> I They're said they like, were hog wildin'. <laughs> <laughs> and they, were, They're, they were. They were. They're playing like that Benny Hill music. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're doing like fucking high like high kicks and that thing where you like click your heels together and jump in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and like uh banjo music is just going crazy. It sounds like the bandit will be on the scene at any moment. <laughs> so like they are hauling ass in a caravan, and I'm supposed to believe they're not on their way to the chicken ranch. <laughs> <laughs> These good old boys have won me over in a way the shit kickers in Dark Knight of the Scarecrow never could. Aww. And, like, we come from an oil town, so maybe we're supposed to have a rivalry with coal guys. I don't know. But <laughs> they, I like them. fun. Yeah. They roll up on an event hall where their corresponding girlfriends are all hanging out and decorating for a Valentine's Day dance. They all kiss hello in, like, various cute ways, except for one guy who picks his girlfriend up... <laughs> Literally by the sides of the head to kiss her, ma'am. Is your spine okay? I was super impressed that her head did not detach. But then I too wanted to be picked up by my head when I watched that. Right. Because like on the one hand, my neck and back always hurt. And I often find myself thinking, well, maybe that's what I need is like to just be shaken from the top. You know, like just give me a good, yeah, a good snap. <laughs> like shake it all out. Straighten you right out. But I. Yeah, uh, but I don't think this could be good for you. I hope they got it in one take. (laughs) (laughs) TJ is alone, so he stands against the wall. But Axel says, let the good times roll. Yeah, yeah. Hit it, Corey. How do you say it in New Orleans? Oh, laissez le bon pain rouler. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) We'll do every holiday right now. So it's going to be okay. It's all going to be okay for them. Outside, Mayor Hanniger, TJ's dad and the owner of the mining company, is talking to Mabel of the decorating committee about how they're reinstating the traditional Valentine's Day dance, which has been suspended for 20 years. He tells her to play down that little fact and try to focus on having a good dance and forget the other stuff. Yeah. They get to the hall, and when they open the door, freaking class clown Howard comes staggering out with a bloodied head, but he's just kidding. It's just a big old fake out. TJ leaves, and Mayor Dad asks him where he's going. He says, where I always go this time of day, for another beer and a real good nose pick. (laughs) Well, (laughs) after the mines, he probably has those black boogers. Girl, that is exactly what I said. I said, well, I know what it feels like when I leave the fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got all that dust in my nose. So, okay, sticking to a routine is important. He does the same <laughs> thing every day. Uh, his surly demeanor does not go unnoticed. Axel says he doesn't think TJ likes being back in the mines. And Mayor Dad says, oh, well, nobody told TJ to go to the West Coast and be a failure. <laughs> I have a question. If a Canadian person says the West Coast, do they mean out here? 
or is there a different Canadian West Coast? Is it Vancouver? I think it's Vancouver. Mm. <laughs> that changes things a little bit. Just my, I don't know. I'm just like, what was he doing out there? <laughs> um, Corey will ask Izzy to confirm. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's listening right now and she's like, I got it. <laughs> Call in. Yeah. <laughs> Call Chief the hotline. New- yeah. <laughs> oh, the switchboards are lighting up. <laughs> Chief Newbie shows up to take the mayor to a meeting in a nearby town. Class clown Howard chases them outside to tell the mayor that someone left him a heart-shaped box of chocolates. He thinks he may have a secret admirer. I thought it was so cute, and he was yeah. so excited. To I eat know. Andy. Mm-hmm. He says, perhaps the chief. Aww. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no. Not me, buddy. Uh, He wraps it in the car with Chief Newbie, and there's a note inside that reads, From the heart comes a warning, filled with bloody good cheer. Remember what happened as the 14th draws near. He pulls off the tissue paper to reveal a human heart. Ah! No! (laughs) The mayor positively faints over this. He cannot take it. He says, it can't be happening again. The chief throws his truck in reverse and they floor it back to town. This scene ends with either the best dog actor I've ever fucking seen chasing the car or some random local dog that took his shot at stardom. (laughs) (laughs) I got really worried. I was like, they're going to hit that dog. So then we're at the local bar called The Cage. It's kinky. That sounds kinky. I know. But that's what I thought. <laughs> S&M bar. <laughs> <laughs> and the young residents are relaxing. The bartender, Hap, who is kind of our harbinger of doom here, he says that it's a bad time of the year. And he tells them to beware of the 14th. Uh, it seems like everyone's heard this story before, but he wants to tell it again. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, God. So then we get this town lore. He says the Valentine's Day dances stopped 20 years ago after an accident in which two supervisors left five miners in the mines to attend the dance. Because they forgot to check methane gas levels in the mining tunnels, there was an explosion that trapped the miners. Harry Warden, the only survivor, resorted to cannibalism to survive and went insane. The next year, he murdered two supervisors who left their posts the previous year, cut out their hearts, and pl- placed them in Valentine candy boxes. He left a note warning the town never to hold the Valentine's Day dance ever again. And while he's talking, this is all, like, we see a little flashback. Yeah. Uh, the young group doesn't take the bartender seriously. They just want to have a good time. Yeah, and no offense to this man, Harry Warden, but he sounds like a hater and a cockblock. <laughs> also, Harry Warden sounds like a funny joke name to me, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Mike Hunt or Hugh Jackman. <laughs> like funny made up names. <laughs> so Sarah says she wants to put on some music, but really she wants to talk to TJ, who's sulking in the corner. She tells him it's his own fault that things are the way that they are. Um, he's the one that left. He didn't say anything. And he admits it, but he still doesn't like it. No. So Hanniger and Newbie take the heart to the coroner, who says it was the heart of a woman around 30 years old. So like, we surmise that it's Our Lady from the beginning. Yeah. I mm-hmm. have a question about that scene, too. Did that happen? Like, how 
like, did that happen the day before? Did it happen the right before we see the next scene? Um, yeah, it, well, it must have happened pretty soon before. Yeah, the heart still looked pretty fresh. Yeah. And who was that woman? Because I don't think she was actually a minor. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can get to why that would be also. Yeah. <laughs> I also have questions. <laughs> so they suspect Harry Warden, who to their knowledge should be in a mental institution. They try to find out if Harry Warden is still locked up. And like they're calling where he's supposed to be and they can't get any information because yeah. it's nighttime. And there's no administrative staff. Yeah. Um, so they're like, we don't know, like, if he's where he's supposed to be or what. Um, but it seems like this question could be answered by whoever picked up the phone down at the asylum. Like, wouldn't you know if you had your town's most notorious buzzkill under confinement? They didn't, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, they, when they actually get a hold of somebody the next day. They're like, can't tell you. <laughs> HIPAA. <laughs> I thought I thought they just said they were going to call in the morning. That's why they have to call back. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like, because we, we open on the scene and they're there at the corners or whatever. And he's like, I can't get anybody on the phone because apparently they go home at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That evening, Mabel, she goes to wash some of the Valentine's decorations that Howard ruined with his prank. Oh, 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 oh. And we find out she owns this laundromat. Uh, and it's decorated like more than the dance hall. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was like, if my laundry mat looked like that, I would do laundry more often. Dude, it, <laughs> it made is, me excited. It is festooned. <laughs> I like her. You can tell that she's like good natured and efficient, like a real Miss Hathaway type. Yeah. Yeah, I liked her too. And she's there and she finds Valentine. She happily opens the the box and she's thinking it's from Newbie. Yeah, she also guesses the chief. She thinks she has a secret <laughs> admirer and she also guesses the chief. Everybody is like, I hope, I hope. Right? <laughs> yeah. He he must get around. <laughs> He's the most eligible man in town. Yeah. But when she reads the card, it says roses are red, violets are blue. One is dead, and so are you. <laughs> the lights go down, and she is attacked by the killer, who kills her with a pickaxe. Now, outside, the young men barbecue some TV dinners on a hot car engine, because that's what you do in a small town. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to taste it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're heating up TV dinners on an engine block and busting balls. <laughs> uh, then we see, it looks like a killer POV, but it turns out, TJ's just kind of going in the car where Axel's hanging out, and they, mm -hmm. they both know they need to have this conversation. It turns out they have a lot in common, these two. Yep. We learned that not only do they both love Sarah, they also both love to play the old lick and stick. <laughs> the blues buzzer. The band in the hand. The tone bone. <laughs> I'm talking about the spit fiddle, a.k.a. The harmonica. <laughs> that is oh. sick. <laughs> so TJ tries to jump in on a little duet, but <laughs> things <Yeah>. are <laughs> things are pretty awkward. Axel's like sitting in this total car, just playing a lonely harmonica, right, to himself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> TJ's like, 
scoot over. <laughs> Let me do wet ya. Yeah. He made him scoot it. all the way over, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he said scoot over, and he scooted and over. What did he get out? Got out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says, pull over. I'm driving. <laughs> Uh, Axel tells TJ, though, he's not going to back off. He said, TJ, you're the one that left town without talking to any of us. How come he didn't at least tell his friends? That's what I want to know. Also, everyone is right about this. Like, yeah. He goes around town like, everybody needs to just go back to the way things were. <laughs> and everybody else is like, fuck you, dude. Like, yeah. such a brat. TJ, however, and he's kind of right, he says they both know who Sarah really wants. <sighs> I guess. We all want Sarah, just like in real life. It's true. Yep. TJ is basically like, okay, well, we'll fight then. Yeah. (laughs) So Friday, February 13th. Ooh, so spooky. (laughs) This is just like a bad couple of days for everybody. Rolls around and Mayor Hanniger and Chief Newby are still trying to contact the mental institution where Harry Warden was incarcerated but they have no record of him. The lady on the phone says he's transferred, released, or on the slab. Chief Newbie wants her to check the microfilms and call him back ASAP. It's the one place she hasn't looked, and surely there are no answers there. (laughs) The chief heads over to... The outside of the laundromat had a big sign that said, Madam Mabel's Launderette. And I was like, (laughs) aww... That made me so sad. Yeah. Oh, she was a boss, babe. R.A.P. Queen. (laughs) 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 She's doing God's delicates now. The chief heads over to Mabel's laundrette to talk to her about the dance. He can't find her, but he smells something funky and starts investigating around. A couple of the dryers are running, so he opens one and pulls the clothes out of it, trying to find this smell. As he's sniffing the flannels, the other dryer pops open and poor Mabel flops on out. Boy, oh boy, she is esteemed to perfection. Yeah. <laughs> and they this was edited down. Like in the edited version, you see her for a second, but you don't see her turn like you do. Yeah, because the, the dryer is like still slowing down. So she, her body pops out and then just tumbles around and around. <laughs> Her cooked body, it's very gnarly, very entertaining, uh, turns around and around, banging all over the barrel while Chief Newbie, like, cowers from the scene. So did the killer go, like, that morning and be like, I got to get this ready for someone to discover. (laughs) Let me turn these dryers back on. Right. No, she'd been running all night long. He said it at, uh, what what is it, wrinkle guard? (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> it just keeps running. <laughs> and you know what? She looked crisp. You could have put her right on and gone to work. Yeah. Not rumpled at all. <laughs> uh, Chief is like really pretty shaken up. Like maybe he was her secret admirer. I kind of thought so. They I had think something everybody admires Mabel. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. The mayor comes down to the laundromat and says maybe they should call in help from a bigger city nearby, but Chief Newbie doesn't want everyone to panic. Before they take Mabel's body away, the chief finds another valentine in her chest. It reads, it happened once. It happened twice. Cancel the dance or it'll happen thrice. I love the word thrice. Thrice! (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I you feel like just... I would use it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you can just see the killer like, what rhymes with twice? How do I get three <laughs> twice spice mice thrice thrice? They agree to engage in a cover up and publicly report that Mabel died of a heart attack. And the mayor says he's canceling the dance. He wants the hall locked up and he wants every inch of crepe paper torn down by the next day. That's so many streamers. Yeah. What They're a not waste. Gonna make it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Newbie tells the kids who are off from the mine that day, I guess. I feel like this town runs on child labor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that the dance is canceled and unsanctioned parties are not allowed. Meanwhile, it's quitting time for the crew at the mine. Someone blew that big whistle, I think, <laughs> yeah. and they all clock out. Uh, they say, yabba dabba do. <laughs> they leave. Um, Axel says to TJ they need to talk after they got into a scuffle earlier in the day. TJ just, like, isn't in a place to receive this right now. <laughs> and he jumps in his car and peels off. Uh, we find out why he was in such a hurry when we see him hustling Sarah into his car for a mystery ride. <clears throat> he takes her for a contemplative walk along the seaside. And the love theme from My Bloody Valentine soars. <laughs> she asks why he never tried to get in touch with her while he was gone. And he doesn't have a good answer. But he's back now and he's in love with her and he wants her back. Yeah. He finally apologizes. Which, yeah. A little late. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. She's upset, but they kiss anyways. Later down at the bar, TJ shows up alone and Axel asks him if he's seen Sarah. TJ says it's not his turn to watch her. He's being <laughs> super fucking rude about it for someone who just took Axel's girlfriend on a secret take-me-back trip. <laughs> the town's youngsters decide to hold their own party at the mine. What? What? <laughs> like, oh yeah, love to have prom in the oil fields. Fucking Cinco de Mayo on the deadliest catch. Hey, there's like, a rec room and a pool <laughs> table. <laughs> no, you're right. There's also like um, crumbling mine shafts and uh, black lung and a, a murderous. There, <laughs> there's ahead. a there's a real stove to boil hot dogs on. You don't have to use a car engine. Oh, those no, are you're right. Taste great. And I'm wrong because. <laughs> This is the perfect place to have a party. <laughs> um, the bartender, Hap, tries to warn them about their celebration. But the kids say, piss on Harry Warden. <laughs> <laughs> and Hap goes, assholes. <laughs> Later that night, uh, the bartender breaks into the mine to set something up to scare the kids. He says, piss on Harry Warden, will they? I'll give them a scare they'll never forget. Then he rigs up this, like, very good Ferris Bueller-style prank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> involving an empty miner's suit that swings a pickaxe when the door to the lunchroom is opened. He's so fucking tickled by his own gag. <laughs> he keeps opening and closing the door, watching his giant puppet do its thing, and he's, like, laughing his crazy old man laugh. <laughs> he starts to walk away, but then he stops, and he decides he's got to get one more. Look yeah. at this fucking masterpiece he built. I would, too, honestly. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, ugh, they're going to get it, and it's, they're going to pull it down, but I got to look at it again. It's so good. 
He opens the door and surprise, the killer is there. He uppercuts the bartender with his pickaxe and the point goes under his chin and out his left eye. It's very gruesome. The eyeball is stuck to the end. Yeah, that was cut out as well. (laughs) Yeah, you can tell. (laughs) The killer drags him away by the face. (laughs) When this happened, I said, no, why? That bartender was Harry Warden's biggest fan. (laughs) Uh, Don't meet your heroes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So now it is the day, February 14th. All the decorations have been taken down, sadly. Mostly, (laughs) except for a whole pole full of streamers and a bunch of, (laughs) like, hearts and shits. Yeah, now it just looks like like a mess. Yeah. (laughs) All titty tattoos still intact. (laughs) Yeah, just covered up. At the station, Newbie receives a heart-shaped box. He opens it. (gasps) Inside, oh, just chocolates. I like the scene. (laughs) The note says, be my Valentine, Mabel. Oh, what could have been? Yeah. Meanwhile, the young adults are partying. They're drinking, playing pool, canoodling. Yeah, Hollis is wearing like this floppy Newsies cap that is very, very jauntily cocked to the side. And, like, this is the moment where I saw what Patty <laughs> sees in him. I wasn't even that bothered by his handlebar mustache anymore. I was like, he's so confident. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so one young man named Dave goes into the kitchen where some hot dogs are boiling on the stove. Yum. He looks into the pot. But the killer is right behind him and pushes his face into the boiling water. Oh, man. It's. This is very funny. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was glad I rewatched the uncut version because you actually get to see like the hot co- hot dogs float in front of his face. Yeah, there's like a shot from underneath and his face is all scalded and then <laughs> there's hot dogs. This is the most embarrassing death in the movie. <laughs> like lungs full of weenie water. Yeah. <laughs> if I die in any way that is hot dog related, please keep it a secret unless it's very, very funny. <laughs> and I, like I'm having a hard time trying to think of the hot dog death that isn't funny, but I just feel like it's super embarrassing. I told Jason that one time, and he said, "Okay, I'll tell everybody that you s- slipped and come." <laughs> like, that's that's not. I guess that's better. <laughs> uh, okay, so newbie's feeling antsy. He. decides to go to the mine to investigate when he goes outside some stray dogs are sniffing another heart-shaped box but more amazing dog actors by the way yeah Yeah. this one is covered in blood the note very uncreatively says you didn't stop the party (laughs) that's it (laughs) yeah nothing nothing rhymes with party (laughs) i guess not (laughs) the chief doesn't know what he's talking about because he was not invited (laughs) he's like party yeah at the party, Sarah is starting to get a little annoyed by the men who are still fighting over her. It's so tough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and this the time they're, they're actually physically fighting, uh, which really kills the vibe of the party. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, Howard knows what to do. He snorts beer up his nostril to get everyone <laughs> laughing. <laughs> he was already doing this. He's like, earlier we see him put a straw up his nose and he's like, Ugh, I snorted coke and I almost drowned. 
And I was yeah. like, I fucking hate Howard. <laughs> but Hollis, our big hunk Hollis, is the one that breaks up the fight. Yeah. He wrestles them apart by himself, okay? <laughs> These two burly men. And he's got one under each arm. And I was like, wow. <laughs> he's so strong. Dang, I wonder if they've ever made Valentine cards with all these guys on them. They should. Oh, <laughs> let's do it. TM, yeah. TM, TM. Yeah. <laughs> Another one of the couples, Sylvia and John, are making out in, I guess, like, outside the shower room. Yeah, they're in, like, that locker room mm-hmm. area. We, we missed that um, Hollis, like, sends Axel away. Like, oh, he's yeah. like, you need to go and cool off. Right. And he does like very dramatically. Have you guys seen you guys have seen Wet Hot American Summer, right? Yeah. And you know that part with Paul Rudd in the cafeteria where he's like, oh, like <laughs> being all dramatic, like picking up his tray. That's how Axel left the room. Yeah, he was not happy. Mm-mm. So he's like outside. <laughs> and then Sylvia and John are making out. Um, I was confused. Why were the uniforms stored like? Up high hanging just because there's yeah. more space. <laughs> I guess so, because since I guess they're un no, they're not underground at that point. It's just dark, I guess. But yeah, like all the mining suits are stored in the ceiling, mm-hmm. um, like a dry cleaner kind of. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And like I it's not just mining like mining suits, there's also like clothes and stuff up there. So I guess I don't know. It's a weird system. I wonder if it's real. Yeah, I was wondering that too. He, like, tells her, she's like, how do these get down? And he's like, oh, just pull this cord. And, like, one just fly, drops out of the sky. Yeah. So John leaves to go grab a few beers. While he's in the kitchen, uh, Geraldine and another young woman, who I don't know her name, they discover Dave's heart in the hot dog water, and it is cooked. Mm-hmm. Everyone assumes it's a joke. Uh, probably Howard's work, which Since is... Since it's not funny, that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but John misses Dave's head oh, in yeah. the fridge. <laughs> I thought it was his whole body in there. Yeah. <laughs> it was his whole body. Okay. Well, I just remember them focusing like, on yeah. his, his face is all burnt up. He's in there like space, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I started to think, well, maybe I saw the edited version, so <laughs> maybe his body was in there for me, but not for you guys. <laughs> it's possible. Okay. So back in the shower room, Sylvia hears the water turn on, and she calls out for John. She's scared. Then we have that scene where all the minor uniforms start dropping as she's, like, running through them, uh, screaming before being intercepted by the killer. Yeah, like, um, the suits are dropping from the sky and, like, cutting her off everywhere that she's trying to run. And then the bartender's body, like, falls out, too. And she, like, runs right into it. She's like, ah! And then she turns around face to face with our killer. What does he do? Picks her up and he by the head. Uh, by the head again. <laughs> was this the same girl that got picked up by the head? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I, I was like, this got to be the same girl. This has got to be on her special skills on her resume. <laughs> I can handle being picked up by the head. But they did this to two different girls. Yeah, usually you think of that. As a ki- something a killer would do, not a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. So he picks her up oh. and impales her on the shower head. John comes back. He thinks she's taking a shower and he gets pumped. Yeah. 
But then he discovers her corpse has been turned into a human sprinkler. Yep. Water's just shooting out of her mouth. <laughs> I like this scene. You don't yeah. see too much of it. You see it mostly like kind of from the side and the back. But I was like, yikes. I know I would be sad. Yeah. And a little bit scared. <laughs> <laughs> so Hollis, Patty, Sarah, uh, Patty is Hollis's girlfriend. I hate her. Sarah Howard. <gasps> well, that's my man. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Corey. Yeah. Remember, she explained the turning point is when <laughs> from here on out, hands off. Okay. <laughs> that's right. Uh, <laughs> so Hollis, Patty, Sarah, uh, class clown Howard, and a few others decide to go down to the mines, which is a decidedly bad idea. Okay. Right, right now, at this moment, my faith in Hollis took a serious blow here because <laughs> he should really know better. Uh, TJ tries to stop them. He says to Hollis, you can't take them down there. You know the rule. And I'm thinking, <laughs> yes, the very obvious rule of like no drinking in the mine or no being in the mine after hours or maybe no non-employees in the mine. But TJ continues, no women in the mine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that lady at the beginning didn't work there? Yeah. That's that's what made me think that as what well. What is the truth? Who is she? Mm. They all pile into the mining cars with blankets and beers and head on down to a job site. This it does fun. look kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I would get on that. Yeah. yeah. Well, the party on 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 land above <laughs> above land uh, was too well lit for Valentine's Day. And like now they're down in the dark. One of the girls asks how deep it is, and Hollis says 300 miles. That can't be right, right? Or is that not far? Did he mean feet? They don't have feet in miles in Canada, right? <laughs> 300 miles seems like a lot. Halfway to China. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, and you're in Earth's molten core, baby. At 300 miles, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Hollis says they're going right back up, so like, don't get too comfortable. But then he readily caves on giving the girls a tour of the abandoned part of the mine. He goes, well, while we're down here. Yeah. <laughs> Another couple that's with them, Mike and Harriet, peel off saying they'll meet them back in 10 minutes. All Mike needs is 10 minutes. <laughs> Mike, sir. Yeah. <laughs> on the Earth's surface, the others realize Dave and Sylvia have been murdered. Um. Sylvia is the girl in the shower. Right, right. Mm -hmm. There's so many of them. Yeah, there is a lot. Yeah. Axel, like, starts yelling for everyone to go home. They're like, Harry Warden is back. I kept calling him Harry Minor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he and TJ try to call the authorities, but the f they find the phone lines have been cut. TJ sends someone into town to get the police. And he and Axel gear up and head down into the mine to rescue Sarah. Teamwork makes the dream work. Hell yeah. They're like, we're going to put the put it our difference aside. And like, you know, they even do like that. What's handshake? that? Handshake? Yeah, not a handshake. <laughs> you know, they're like class pants. They're like, oh. yeah, right? They're like, we're the best around. <laughs> we're the very, 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 very best. <laughs> <laughs> 
He and Axe will gear up and head down to the mine to rescue Sarah. They plan to split up, search from the top and the bottom levels, and meet in the middle. While Axel and TJ are executing their mission, Chief Newbie is rushing to the mines with the police, and Hollis and Howard are goofing around and telling scary stories to Sarah and Patty. We see the killer POV that he's watching the group on their mine tour. He starts breaking lights along the tunnels. The kids get spooked and decide to round up Mike and Harriet and get the fuck out of there. Uh, While they're trying to leave, they run into TJ, and he tells them Harry Warden is back. He's down there somewhere, and they need to follow him if they want to live. Mike and Harriet are still missing, so TJ and Hollis tell Howard to stay with the girls while they fan out to find them. Uh, Literally, nobody left behind is happy about this situation. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's, it seemed like a bad plan to me. It's a bad plan. <laughs> Strike two for Hollis. Patty and Sarah would much rather be with Hollis or TJ, and Howard would too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hollis does, does find Mike and Harriet, and they've been impaled on a large drill. Um, This is the desk that was cut completely instead of just being edited. Uh, Their deaths were supposed to be shown on screen. The missing sequence showed the minor driller killing them while they were boning. Mm-hmm. And that one was completely rejected by the MPAA. They said no. Was it because it's double penetration? Probably. <laughs> okay. They said no DP. <laughs> it's too bad because it is kind of glaring. Like, he just comes in there and they're, like, this really dramatically killed. And we're like, oh. Well, the edited version, you, like, don't even see them. You just see, like, Hollis seeing them for, like, maybe oh. one second. Yeah. yeah, and they're just laying down, and then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> they have all their clothes on. Yeah, it was confusing. <laughs> and they're wear- in the edited version, they're wearing we- wedding rings, <laughs> and they're yeah. in two twin beds. Twin beds. <laughs> <laughs> As Hollis is backing away from the bodies, he's startled by the killer miner and drops his helmet. The miner shoots Hollis in the head with a nail gun multiple times. Hollis staggers back to the group and collapses. The miner appears at the end of the tunnel, and Howard flees in terror, leaving the girls behind. What a fink. <laughs> <laughs> he did ask them to come with him, but... He was like, come on! <laughs> he was like, fuck but you, girls, I'm out of here. Patty was traumatized. Oh, yeah, she's... I mean, she's not leaving this hunk of a man. <laughs> She said, not without my man. <laughs> Sarah is trying to pull Patty away from Hollis's body, and uh, they run right into Axel, who asks them, where the hell is TJ? And he hustles them along the tunnels. They cross paths with TJ after Axel hits him with a log because he thinks he's hairy. Um, they decide to get the girls to safety up top, then come back for help to find the others. The remaining four find the control panel to the elevator is smashed, so they have to try to climb to the top with a ladder. This looks awful. Oh, in heels, too. Some oh, of them are in know. heels. No, thank I thought you. it looked fun. Mm-hmm. Shut up, Ashley. <laughs> I did. I was like, oh, is there just something about like running and, and like, exercising off the ladder. and doing strenuous activities? <laughs> and I told Scott, uh, my husband, that. I had climbed on a ladder similar to that, and then when I got to the top, I jumped down, and I hurt my ankle. (laughs) And he was like, I bet you felt so cool. (laughs) Well, why don't you start doing the Spartan runs or whatever? That'll give you your fix. You want to run and climb ladders and shit. Never thought of that. Well, there you go. Well, I would just be dead. (laughs) 
Everyone is yelling at Patty because she's really struggling. But like I said, I would just have to be dead. So I get it. Axel is up ahead on the ladder and he slips. Um, He reaches out for a rope. But when he pulls it, Howard's body falls to where the girls are for just one moment before his head pops off. And his body falls all the way down to the bottom of the elevator shaft. I laughed so hard when this (laughs) happened. (laughs) It was funny. Because it like bounced when it hit the bottom. (laughs) It went went 300 miles. Yeah, wow. (laughs) Built up a lot of momentum. It should have been like an hour. An hour long fall. (laughs) Yeah, Sarah keeps saying they're in Earth's core. (laughs) It would take a long time to get there. (laughs) Yep. Uh, TJ starts yelling for everyone to come down the ladder and just ignore Howard's body at the bottom. (laughs) They're like, just, he's like, just hop over him. They need to get to the rail cars. So they take a shortcut through a sump. Axel takes the rear and tells TJ to take the girls over the water and yell when they're across. They do. Axel starts to cross, but there's a loud noise and a yell, and they rush back to find a broken railing on the crossing, and Axel is already submerged, glug glug in the water, down into the briny deep, like Jack from the Titanic. (laughs) Good. Fuck him. Wow. The girls want TJ to do something, and he says he can't because it's 60 feet deep. Is this a lot? (laughs) These numbers really mean nothing to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's about nine shacks. <laughs> Actually, that is how I measure things. I know how tall Jason is. So I go, okay, how many Jasons standing on top of each other is that? <laughs> and then I do the math. It's an efficient system. Mm-hmm. Ooh, um, I was right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's nine shacks. <laughs> yes. It's about nine shacks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Is Shaq more than 10 feet tall? Wait a second. No, I'm doing Shaq's math wrong about again. 7.2, and it's about eight and a half Shaqs. Oh, the fall. wow. That was yeah. some good estimating. I mean, I'll switch to the Shaq system. Yeah. <laughs> Jason sucks. Wow. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> uh, TJ yells at the girls that it's too late for Axel, and he moves them along. He gives them instructions to go on without him and he splits off into another part of the mine why is he just is he trying to find the killer i i think so i feel like he was like let me just watch their back but also the killer could be in front of them yeah Ah. he's like you could just go ahead and they're like what (laughs) (laughs) so the girls are trying to find their way out and patty is killed with a pickaxe to the gut exactly like you said he is ahead of them So, but he like acts or TJ splits off into like a parallel tunnel. I don't know. Sarah escapes and is found by TJ in another like kind of POV fake out. There's like a glove coming for her and it's him. Mm-hmm. So TJ and Sarah, they're finally get to the rail cars that, that they jump on them. They're moving. They're jumping from car to car and the miner is following. He catches up to them, and a fight ensues between the miner and TJ, with Sarah helping out. Kind of. <laughs> I thought I thought she was helping out. She gave him a shovel. Yeah, she could do more, though. Like, I always think of the scene with in The Princess Bride with Buttercup and Wesley and the R.O.U.S., where Wesley is just fighting the rat, and Buttercup is, like, standing off to the side. And I'm like, girl, pick up a stick or something <laughs> and hit him. And she kind of does the same thing. She's like, oh, get him. 
<laughs> I don't know. I feel like he would have died without her. <laughs> yeah, she was crucial. Uh, so TJ and the killer continue to battle, axe against shovel. At this point, the police arrive and enter the mine with a bunch of people. Sarah hits the miner with the rock, which slows him down. And then she pulls off his mask. The miner is revealed to be Who none is other it? than Axel. It's Axel, <gasps> he faked it. He's not dead at all. Oh, he probably threw a little pebble in the water. I don't know. <laughs> but we do see like bubbles coming up, like somebody yeah. drowning. What he did, was it? He did a good job. Yeah. Be through like a <laughs> face mask or something. Maybe. Uh, a flashback shows us that Axel's father was one of the supervised killed by, by Harry Warden. As a child, Axel witnessed Harry Warden's murdering his father. Big and time. pulling his heart out. Face which, splattered with blood and everything. <laughs> yeah. Which traumatized him and made him hate anything associated with Valentine's Day. That'd do Daddy it. Daddy issues. <laughs> Daddy issues. Big yeah. time. Back in the mine, TJ hits Axel with a rock, which knocks him back against the wall and causes the tunnel to collapse. TJ and Sarah make it out, but Axel is trapped as Newbie and the police arrive. Yeah, they're like fighting in a room. This scene is like pretty cool when he's chasing them. There's like, um, he's swinging his pickaxe. Yeah. And it's like hitting the walls and there's sparks flying everywhere. And it's like, it's like kind of stark around them. It's, I like this scene a lot. When they're in this room, um, he like the miner is swinging, but he kind of is like swinging with no rhyme or reason and just like pulling the room down around them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, newbie says he received a call earlier and he learned that Harry Warden died five years earlier. TJ and Sarah hear a rescuer shout that Axel is still alive and they rush back to the scene. Sarah says she has to see him for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I did not necessarily buy the, like, well, we know what she wants. I thought she liked Axel just fine. <laughs> yeah. I think she had a slight preference for TJ, but she, I think she did like Axel. Well, problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they watch as Axel frees himself from the debris, and we see him amputating his trapped arm yep. with the Dang. knife. Yeah. He runs deeper into the mine, shouting threats that he and Harry Warden will return and murder everyone in the town. And he calls Sarah his bloody Valentine. He's like, "Be my bloody Valentine." <laughs> he does like this little weird voice. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. The film ends with a maniacal laugh mm -hmm. being heard as a ballad for Harry Warden plays over the film's credit. This song that plays at the end is so funny. It's like, gather around, I'll tell you the tale. Yes. <laughs> a man named Harry. We don't know if he's in jail. <laughs> this town definitely loves limericks. <laughs> they love poetry because it's romantic. Yeah. So, uh, what? What did you guys think about this ending? <laughs> this is my, uh, what? <laughs> like, this, uh, the reveal of the killer's identity, like, uh, it feels like this could have been anyone. Like they could have, there were yeah. no clues. Like I, I would disagree. I feel like when you rewatch it, you can definitely see like where he would have been able to do all sure. this stuff. But they yeah. kind of set it up to where multiple people are in place to have been able to do these things. Yeah. Like I think, I think they were trying out to of the room at different times and like 
Like, yeah, totally. On a rewatch, you're like, oh, yeah, well, he was gone and then this happened. But they really do make it so, it, I don't know. Is it lazy? I don't think so. I liked it because they really push that it's Harry Warden and you kind of think it's going to be like a Russ Thorne situation here where we just know the killer. I felt mm-hmm. like I knew it was one of the guys. Yeah, I I feel like they tried to, they made it so obvious that you're like, well, what if it's one of the guys? And then they try to get you to think, is it Axel or is it TJ? Just like Sarah has to decide yeah. Axel or TJ. So they put us in her shoes. You're yeah. right. It's not it's not lazy. It's very evocative and emotional. There's yeah. just like not really any like uh foreshadowing where he says anything or whatever where you're like he seems like a even at the end I'm like, "Well, I don't hate him. He seems like a good guy. A, tr- a troubled <laughs> man." Yeah. They, um, they only alluded, I thought they only alluded to it being one of the guys when uh, Sylvia gets picked up by her head. So it's like, oh, it's one of those jokesters <laughs> inside the hall. It has they to are be. rough, rough men. I really like the trick that this movie does by repeatedly showing you. I think this kind of ties in with it could be anybody. Like they repeatedly show you what appears to be the killer's POV, but then it turns out to be different characters. Mm-hmm. So it does really set you up to be like, it could be anyone. It's like, clue. Like, did the police even solve anything in this movie? They solved no. literally fucking no. nothing. <laughs> so I also wanted to know if TJ was trying to make it in Hollywood. But <laughs> I, I, I mean, feel like failing on the West Coast is always code for that. Could have been. What do you fail on the West Coast in Vancouver? Salmon fishing. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, what, do you guys have a different opinion about the end? or? I thought the end was really strong for me. I liked it. I liked the showdown. I was kind of glad it was Axel because then I was thinking, finally, they'll stop fighting over her. I felt like that's <laughs> just what the whole movie was, is they were fighting over her. Yeah, they had to wrap that up for sure. Yeah. And the movie was like, well, they're both hunks. So one of them got to go. <laughs> There's no way she could choose. Mm-mm. One of the, one of them has got to have a deal breaker. <laughs> Glad it was the blonde man. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a Malton guide for this one. Ooh, let's hear it. It's got one and a half stars. Another gory Halloween slash Friday the Thirteenth clone. Coal miner axes various victims, male as well as female, in the friendly little town of Valentine Bluffs. And then it says, Ech. <laughs> that seems um, unnecessary. <laughs> uh, remade in 2009. That's all it has. Yeah. I felt like they set this up for a sequel and then we never got one. Right? They tried to make one and the studio was like, eh, that's okay. <laughs> Have you guys seen the remake? No. I've seen it. Yeah. I saw it in theaters, I think. Ooh. I was thinking it'd be really fun to see in theaters because it was 3D. Yeah. Did you see it in 3D? No. What? (laughs) What's the point? I know, man. (laughs) Uh, Scott and I were just talking about this last night that we watched it when he worked at the movie theater still. So we saw it for free. And mm-hmm. I think there was like stipulations where you can only just this, you can watch you could this. only see two dimensions if you watch it for <laughs> yeah. free. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I just rewatched it. Um, I know I had seen it once, but I did not remember very much. And it's it's really loosely based on this. Oh, plot. it's not the same. No, it has the same setting. It has a love triangle, but it's pretty different. Which I kind of like when remakes do that. Sure. I don't think it's that great, but it seemed like it would be fun to watch in 3D. Do you think this would be a good movie to watch with your lover? The remake or this one? This one. Uh, not especially. <laughs> Corey's Ash, an expert. When you guys watched the remake, did it make you horny, baby? I've never been so in love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we we made it a tradition. We're going to watch it this year. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, Jason and I went to the movies on our first date, and we saw Match Point, which is a Woody Allen movie. And we said, oh, well, we'll watch Woody Allen movies for Valentine's Day from here on out. <laughs> and we do not do that. I was going to say, do you still do that? <laughs> no, we did it another year, and we watched Annie Hall, and I fell asleep. I've fallen asleep every single time that I've watched Annie Hall. So and then we were like, we can't in good conscience continue conscience <laughs> continue this tradition. Yeah. Match Point was a horny movie, but it's off the table now. Yeah. Don't even think about it, guys. <laughs> Is that the tennis, tennis one? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. It's horny because when you have nothing, you say love. <laughs> right. And it's also horny because there's a sexual massage scene with baby oil. I know. You're just making things up now. I'm not. <laughs> I don't remember that, but I believe you. <laughs> I remember it because it was our first date and we were hot and heavy. And we were like, whoa, <laughs> movies really getting our fires burning. Did you guys get into tennis? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> Badminton. Oh. Pickleball. <laughs> Yes. Squash, a game that I do not understand at all. Does the ball bounce? Nobody knows. Is it zucchini? (laughs) Or delicata? Somebody please tell me. (laughs) Izzy, if you have the answer for that, too, please let us know. (laughs) She's like, none of those sports are Canadian. I I have no (laughs) idea what squash is. Like, I couldn't even picture what you wear or what It's got a bracket. Yeah. And you do it in a room, and I'm like, how is this not handball? Because it's a racket. But I can't tell if the ball bounces. I don't get it. I think it's for uh, rich, older white men. I'm not sure. It is a racket. You knew more than I did. <laughs> hey, man. I'm just curious enough, <laughs> but not all the way to find out what it, its whole deal is exactly. We'll have Izzy oh, file a report on... the racket. We'll have Izzy file a report on... Um, the west coast of Canada is <laughs> is 300 miles deep. <laughs> Do they have miles in Canada? Oh. They don't, right? And oh. um, what is squash? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into final thoughts and ratings. Oh, okay. I thought we did final thoughts when we talked about the end. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll go first. Uh, I really like this movie. I didn't remember liking it this much and then I when I rewatched this time I was like wow this is like a pretty solid script I felt like everything came back there wasn't a lot of unnecessary stuff yeah I liked it too yeah and then the gore is really good especially when I watched the unedited version it made a difference and I'm gonna rate this 
7.5 out of 10. Whoa. Mm-hmm. That is also the rating that I have for it. Ooh. I really liked it a lot. Um, I was like, oh, I always thought this movie was going to be boring. That was kind of why I didn't watch it for so long. Because I was like, a work movie? I don't want to watch this. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was pretty good. I liked it. Um, I thought the decorations were super fun, and I really liked like the gore against all the like pink and red Valentine's Day stuff. I thought that was really fun, very entertaining. I liked the cast a lot. I liked the girls too. Sarah and Patty were like really good characters. Also, some really cute berets, <laughs> and um, yeah, I agree. The story was good. I like like I said, the police did nothing. And there was, like, no reason for them at all, really. But that's kind of a theme in these movies. They just don't generally do nothing. So. They they brought facts to our attention when they learned yeah, these facts, I guess. That's true. They talk about stuff that we need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like it. I'll watch, I'll watch it again. I watched it twice, but I'd watch it another time. I don't think I would watch it again. I think that's so interesting. What didn't you like about it? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it's because I was watching the Christian version. And so, (laughs) like, I just felt I didn't see the gore or anything like that. And I don't think I realized I wasn't watching the correct version. Um, But I did watch. No, because I was watching it last night. No, I was watching it last night. And then um, when I tried to um, click on another version, it said unavailable. Like even to too rent young. it, <laughs> yeah. They were like, "This girl, seventeen, she can't watch this." Mm-hmm. Um, but I did love the decor too, and I did like the group of the friends and their relationships yeah. together and stuff like that. But um, uh, for me, a four, <gasps> a four, wow. wow. And it was just for the decorations and how everybody loved newbie. <laughs> oh, I know everybody was so horny for him. Yeah, it's because he smokes that pipe. That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. What was up with that? There was another guy in the bar smoking a pipe, and the mayor always had an unlit cigar in his mouth. Yeah. (laughs) He was like, I just like the taste of it. Yeah. Okay. That's a really low rating. I'm shocked. (laughs) Uh, Sorry. It's good. Got to be honest. Yeah. We need that. That's why we called you here today. Also, for your intervention that we're going to do when we're done recording. <laughs> Surprise! What? <laughs> What's the intervention? Oh, just about your general attitude. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I was watching it, I was like, man, this is kind of boring. And then after I watched it, I was like, I'm going to tell Sarah this is boring. And so I text you, and then you said the opposite of boring. And I was like, she wasn't watching the same movie. And then I found out like an hour later... I wasn't watching the same movie. Nope. <laughs> so it all made sense. Gosh, but. you got to come prepared. I didn't know. When, when you check to rent it, there's so many to choose from. But in all <laughs> the comments for all of them, it all says that these are edited versions. And then the one that I couldn't watch um, said unavailable for rent. That's weird. So that must have been the, the one. I will get you the special Blu-ray. Don't worry. Mm. <laughs> For Valentine's Day, maybe. Because I know it's your favorite. And I'll watch it. Cupid's going to bring it. I watched it last year on Valentine's, but I was drinking. So I was like, this is fun. 
What do you leave out for Cupid when he comes at night? Edible <laughs> panties? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and massage oil. <laughs> yeah. From Spencer's. Yep. That massage oil from Blood Rage. So that's what you set out for Cupid. Edible panties, <laughs> coconut liquor, and uh, I don't know, a chocolate-covered strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> so romantic. <laughs> yep. Okay, now we can talk about our next movie, right? Yeah. Okay. What is it? Uh, you picked it. I did, and I forgot to write it down. It's called Fade to Black. Ooh, that was a surprise. <laughs> yeah, what year is this movie from? It looks like 1980. I think that that's right. Yeah, 1980. And I think you said it was streaming on Shudder. Yes, it is streaming hey. on Shudder. Fade to Black, 1980. It's about a crazy movie fan. So we're ready to relate. Yeah. We're I've ready seen this to one. say, that looks like me. <laughs> Hell yeah. I've seen it once before and I really liked it. So this will be a good one. Well, I'm excited to do this one. I'm hoping to find a movie that I'm like, I love it. This is one of my new faves. And yeah. I watch it all the time. You mean besides Hanging Heart? Besides Hanging <laughs> Heart. The number one most romantic movie that I've ever seen. <laughs> watch watch Hanging Heart with your lover. Yeah. That's a great one. I hate Valentine's when people Day. say lover. I think it's really gross. Okay, but now I'm I, now I like it though, and I think that I'm gonna start using it. Unironically. Okay, lover. 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 You know, I kinda hate it too. Ooh. No, I love it. The more we say it, the uh -huh. more I'm like <laughs> I, I like saying it to you, lover. lover. Let's watch Match Point. No, that's unethical. I hope there's an edited version of Fade to Black. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I watch now. <laughs> yeah, because you were able to sleep at night when you watched yeah. this. You didn't get too scared. And you didn't have to go to confession about it. I didn't have to goo goo gaga. <laughs> all right. As always. Please donate to the Bakersfield Burrito Project. Dollar sign, Bako, B-A-K-O, Burrito Project. Venmo at Bako Burrito Project. And if you want to show us your love, you can give us a review on mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts or Spotify now allows you to review podcasts. Yeah. And or rate us. Rate us review us high high ratings and reviews only please also you can send us valentines mm -hmm. not in place of the review but in addition to yeah send valentines and tasteful nudes <laughs> <laughs> lover <laughs> no gapes that's the gross thing i said i'm gonna cut that out <laughs> i didn't you're... understand what you said i said no gapes Oh, <laughs> that website, like that website. What, webs what website, Corey? It was like <laughs> GoatCXE. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. I just wanted to know what you were going to say. <laughs> I don't. Because like, what if, 
what if you said something different? <laughs> and I was like, wow, gotcha, bitch. You don't want to explain like that it, website, lover. My favorite website, gapes.com. And I'd be like, no. <laughs> yeah, ask Scott, Ashley. He'll tell you what it is. Okay, tell him to show you. I already forgot it. <laughs> I don't know exactly what it is, but it has goat. You don't. Goat C. You don't know exactly <laughs> what it is, but you know it has a gape. Yeah. <laughs> only, only, only clicked on it once, and that's all it took. So you do know what it is. No, yeah, I don't know the exact web address. No, I think you had it. <laughs> it was burned into your mind. <laughs> as a uh, never write this again in the search. <laughs> Y'all freaks. This is some early internet stuff. It's really bad. Cotton.com. Yep. That's right. Okay. Uh, leave a review for Goatsy if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Two thumbs way up. <laughs> <sighs> okay. We're sick. No, you are. <laughs> Lover. Mm, gross. <laughs> I just want to keep saying it. I've taken a lover. <laughs> His name is Hollis. Oh my gosh, I knew it. You know, like, you mean I've taken a lover. His name is Lollyworm. <laughs> Lollyworm. <laughs> I ride shotgun in his apple. <laughs> Aww. That's so cute. His little shoe. I know. The one that I looked up was called uh, Lowly Worm Breaks His Leg. And I thought that was Aww. so funny because he's just a worm. He only has one leg, one everything. And he falls out of a tree and he's like, uh. And he goes, <laughs> I broke my leg. Aww. I know. So cute. I love to be Mrs. Lowly Worm. All right. I'm going to eat. I'm so hungry. I ate right before we started, too. <laughs> I'm so You need to get some blood work done. Worried about your levels. What do you think I have? <laughs> I don't know. Tell me, Doc. What do Some I got? Some kind of wasting disease where you're always hungry. <laughs> a tapeworm. A tapeworm. <laughs> a lowly worm. <laughs> you goat seed and got a lowly worm. <laughs> That's why your stomach hurts because he has his shoe on. <laughs> Oh, boy. Corey okay, does it again. <laughs> Stay sick. Happy Valentine's Day. Stay sick. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Lovers. Lovers. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>